Hello, Gold Avenue Church. My name is Sean Baker. My family and I have been a part of Gold Ave for this past COVID year, and it is my privilege to bring you God's Word today. In addition to being a part of Gold Ave, I am also a pastor, serving the Christian Reformed denomination in its pastor church resources ministry, a ministry to pastors and churches going through seasons of challenge, transition, and change, which is basically all pastors and churches this past year. And I am grateful for the chance to preach this morning. The thought unit we'll be looking at from the gospel tool is thought unit 15, which reads like this. Even as it becomes clear that his people cannot produce this righteousness in their own strength, Old Testament prophets begin to herald the coming of a Messiah who will crush evil, deliver people from their sins, and fill them with the very Spirit of God. The Messiah will be a prophet who speaks the true words of God, a priest who brings healing and makes full atonement for the sins of his people, and a king who ushers in a new worldwide era of righteousness, joy, and peace. In our scripture reading that comes from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 11. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the Spirit of counsel and of power, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together. And a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the hole of the cobra and the young child put his hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In our passage today, Isaiah sums up the history of ancient Israel's kings in one depressing word. He says they're like a stump. You see, the kings of Israel were supposed to be the hope of God's people. After all, God had promised one of the first kings, David, in Second Samuel 7, that David's house and kingdom would endure forever, that David's throne would be established forever and Israel had some great kings, David, of course. But other good ones like Solomon, Asa, Jehoshaphat, all they all had their moments 
These were kings whose leadership gave God's people hope. When they were in charge, Israel was strong like a vast oak tree. Their justice reached like limbs up to the sky. Their wisdom grounded the nation with deep roots. When they were in charge, Israel was like a beautiful tree. But by the time Isaiah shows up on the scene, kings like David and Solomon are long gone. And the kings who came after them were, to be honest, pretty pathetic. Oh, some of them had their moments, but on the whole, the kings of Israel had turned out to be mostly tyrants and losers. They tended to be too chummy with God's enemies, too loose with God's law, and too quick to enrich themselves at others' expense. Again and again, they ignored God. They ignored the things God cared about. And so it was no surprise that under their watch, this once towering nation would become, in the words of Isaiah, less like a tree and more like a stump. Now, it's true that nations like Assyria and Babylon were what really cut this tree down to a stump. But the truth is, those nations were God's instruments of judgment. You see, the kings of God's people had been ignoring God's law so completely for so long that by the time Babylon showed up with axe in hand, the tree had been rotting from the inside for generations. Frankly, it was ready to fall. And that's what Isaiah sees here in his vision in chapter 11. Not the great tree of Israel. No, Isaiah sees the pathetic stump of Israel. Isaiah looks out and sees not the promised age of the great tree. He looks out and sees the age of the stump. The age of failed hope. Misplaced trust. Broken promises in unworthy causes. Sound familiar to anyone? I don't think it's a stretch to say that you and I know something of what Isaiah might have been feeling. Our own nation, once the envy of the world, is hobbling badly. Institutions which once made foreign nations marvel at their stability and consistency are crumbling under the weight of unprecedented strains. More than any time in 150 years, we, we see our political opponents not as people to argue with or disagree with. Rather, they are to be defeated and shamed, and delegitimized. They are enemies of the state. They are traitors to the cause. People talk of civil war, and for the first time in my life, that doesn't seem so outlandish. I think we know what it's like to live in the age of stumps. It's not just politics. 
the technological revolution was also filled with promise. They said technology would give us an ever more fulfilling life. Instead, we got TikTok and Twitter feeding us dopamine, constantly distracting us from all the things we value more. Meanwhile, in the church, fights over COVID protocols are ripping congregations apart. In my work, I've seen people leaving their church families of 20, 30, and more years because someone won't wear a mask or because someone else says they have to. It's like Ephesians 5 just disappeared from our Bibles. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ over my dead body. And so rather than rise like great trees to the occasion of this pandemic, it can feel like our churches have more often stooped to the level of stumps. Isaiah lived in an age of stumps, and though he seems to be referring primarily to the time when Babylon would attack, the truth is that Isaiah 11 could refer to a lot of times in Israel's history. How often was Israel stump-like? Straying from God's word, abusing the poor, flirting with idols, dancing with Baal. I mean, based on that criteria, there's so many time periods this could refer to. Which makes God's promise in the rest of this passage that much more incredible. God tells Isaiah that something new is coming. From this stump, from the stump of Jesse, from the line of David, the, this, this line of mediocre and stumpy kings, a shoot would rise. The great, 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 great grandson of Jesse, Jesus. Isaiah says this shoot will be a leader who has wisdom and understanding and justice, not just when it is politically convenient, not just when it serves his side, but all the time. You notice he doesn't judge by his eyes, right? Because, of course, justice is blind, right? It seeks no favorites. And Isaiah also says he doesn't judge with his ears. It's almost like justice is just in his bones. How I long for that kind of leader. As you may know, this prophecy is often read at Christmas time. Because that's the story of Christmas, right? That God did not leave this world to the stumps, but God sent a shoot. A baby. At Christmas, we celebrate that God has started his rescue operation. Dear friends at Gold, this is the good news. For those who are in Christ... Our hope now is in more than the stumps that surround us. You know, this is the week of Easter. You know what that means? It means that there is no better time to remember that we have a God who specializes at bringing new life out of dead hope.
And that God is on the move. You and I can see the difference the shoot makes right now. Christians have started and staffed more hospitals and clinics and orphanages and adoption agencies around the world than anyone else, and it's not even close. That's the shoot of Christ breaking through all the stumpiness of this world. For all the bad press the church is getting during COVID, I I heard not long ago of a group of Christians here in town. They raised $5,000 in two days to keep a person in their church in safe housing. The number of homes built and pantries stocked and diapers delivered and prayers offered and testimonies shared. Dear friends, that is the shoot of Christ breaking through the stumps of this world. And Gold Avenue, I know you've seen it. I've seen it in you. A church motivated to meet the most hurting people in our city. No one is too wounded or weary to find a friend in this church. How do we explain that? What motivates all these Christians to care about people we hardly know, to sacrifice for people who seem to have nothing to offer us? I mean, you do know, don't you, how much easier it would be just to ignore them? You do know how much easier it is to just turn on Netflix and pretend everything's fine. When so much of what we see and hear every day is one stump after another. Just one more failed hope on top of one more broken promise. In a world as stumpy as ours, what motivates us to care? Dear friends, it's the shoot. The Gospel tool says it's the coming of a Messiah who will crush evil, deliver people from their sins, fill them with the very Spirit of God. It is the shoot breaking through. It's the fact that we are a community of people who have ourselves experienced Jesus breaking through the stump. Even the stump of our own hard hearts. Am I right? The way God has worked in so many of us so that we're not so turned in on ourselves. How how we don't despair like the world. We have hope. And because of that hope, we care about this world, especially people who are lost and hurting. We may be surrounded by stumps, but we have seen the shoot breaking through. Now, someone will point out, and they be right, that there is something about shoots I haven't said yet. You see, a shoot is much better than a stump. But it's still no tree. Nobody has their family picture taken in front of the beautiful shoot in the backyard. Nobody paints landscapes of flimsy shoots. I mean, sure, a shoot is better than a stump, but it's still no tree. And that's why in our passage today, Isaiah doesn't stop with telling us about the shoot. 
He describes an age beyond the shoot. Isaiah describes heaven, or really the new heaven and new earth, our eternal home. And I gotta tell you, it's downright tree-like. In this eternal home, first, there is the thing that we expect. So, there's justice and peace, right? So nobody tipping the scales, no choosing between the lesser of two evils, not the kind of partial, incomplete justice we experience now. Perfect. And if you know the Bible's prophets, like Isaiah, you're not surprised he'd bring up justice as a sign of heaven. That's kind of, it's kind of what you'd expect. But, but then Isaiah takes it to really a whole nother level. Verse 6 is a picture we did not expect. A wolf and a lamb hanging out. A cow and a bear together. Dear friends, I gotta tell you, this is weird. I mean, I, I took some biology in college, like not a lot, but enough. And I gotta say, I don't know how this is gonna work. How's the lion going to eat straw? I mean, you, you ever wonder that? I mean, he's got the wrong teeth. He's got the wrong stomach. I mean, cows and bears, they don't hang out. You know why? It would be very bad for the cow. A, a famous comedian once said that the lion and the lamb might lay down together, but the lamb won't get much sleep. I mean, this is crazy. It's, it's impossible. It's, it's like God's peace and justice will be so far-reaching it will change our biology. It'll, it'll be a miracle. And, and honestly, right, it'll have to be, right? Not just, not just for the animals, but it'll take a miracle to raise a tree out of our stump-filled world. Man, it, it is so easy to despair these days. We're socially isolated. We are just like, we are bombarded with Twitter feeds and talking heads. I mean, it's easy to see nothing but stumps. The shoot that is Christ in this world can seem sometimes like an awfully small hope against this landscape of stumps around us. But Isaiah tells us to look higher. Isaiah tells us that when that shoot takes hold, it will not stop until it reaches the sky. When that shoot takes hold, the impossible is possible. And there won't just be peace between Democrats and Republicans. That would be too small a hope. For this kingdom. No, Isaiah says there will be peace between leopards and goats. It's like he's saying, whatever picture you have for what peace and justice and goodness should look like, right? What our gospel tool calls this new era of righteousness, joy, and peace. Like whatever picture you have for that, whatever platform your political party can devise for improving society, whatever program your church can come up with to bless this city, 
Multiply it by 10. Multiply it by 10,000. Our human imagination cannot grasp how deep down good this world will be. There's only one trouble. And admittedly, it's actually, it's kind of a big one. It's not our world yet. It's not our world yet. And so we can live in the hope of that shoot. You know, we, we can help someone pay their rent, but we haven't ended poverty. We can share the gospel with our family, but we can't make them believe. It's true that because of Jesus in our lives and in this world right now, because the shoot is breaking through, we see tremendous glimpses of God's love and beauty, and we have real hope for the future. But what we experience now is no tree. You know, we we may not live in the hopeless age of stumps anymore, but we certainly don't live in that perfect age of trees, right? We're, we're somewhere in the middle. We live in the age of the shoot. God has started his rescue operation, and, and we see these, these precious glimpses of it, right? Sometimes whole eyefuls of it, right? Gold Avenue folks can tell you stories all day long of how God's shoot is breaking through this stumpy world. But God knows, and we know all too well, the rescue operation is not complete. And so we live in between. God in Christ has defeated even death, yet our loved ones still die. God in Christ has won the decisive victory over sin and the devil, yet both still win too many battles. Our Messiah is on the way. The shoot is breaking through and there is nothing that can stop him now, dear friends. There is nothing that can stop him now. And so, Lord, come quickly. Usher in the age of these trees. Bring healing where there is decay and atonement where there is guilt and hope where there is despair and life where there is death. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen.